Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Singapore Homebrew on Money FM 89.3. Well, it is the Halloween season. As we know, The uh, usually the 31st of October is Halloween, but celebrated different days, uh, depending generally on when the weekend is. Uh, from the 29th of September to the 4th of November, Universal Studios Singapore is having their Halloween Horror Nights, uh, test, uh, terrifying haunted houses, sinister sinister scare zones, two live shows, a multi-sensory dining experience, so much more. Uh, to talk to us about it now is Markham Gannon, the Director of Entertainment at Resorts World Sentosa. Markham, boo. How are you doing boo. today? Boo. <laughs> Hello, can you believe we're talking about Halloween? I feel like I was just here yesterday talking about Christmas. I remember it. Exactly, I remember right? It, yeah. Exactly. Hey, tell us what you got in store. It sounds like there's a lot a lot's going to be happening at, uh, at Universal Studios. Yeah, there is. I mean, look, we're really excited because this is really the first time in a few years that we're back in full force. So um, Halloween Horror Nights 11 comprises of five haunted houses, three scare zones, uh, two large shows and the multi-sensory dining experience. And, and, you know, the headliners this year, to be honest, uh, they're just fantastic. We have two haunted houses based on global intellectual property, and this is the first time ever. So the first is Netflix's All of Us Are Dead. This is oh. the first time in the world that this house will ever be produced. Um, we, we see the highlights of season one at Kyotsen High. Hmm. Um, it's been a great collaboration with Netflix. And the second is The Weekend After Hours Till Dawn Nightmare, which has been... Also an amazing collaboration with uh, EXO Records, the, the record label for the weekend. Um, and, you know, both are just doing so, so well. Fantastic. Well, Markham, I have to complain straight away. I did it <laughs> last week. I did it last week with my Friday Night Live colleague, Dan Coe. Uh, our listeners can see the videos. Apparently, they're all over Instagram and TikTok and elsewhere. And essentially, Markham, it's just me swearing and screaming. <laughs> and there, there are so many beeps on these videos. It defies belief. Did you get your man screams in there? Oh, it's terrible. At one point, you can watch the videos. Apparently, they're going viral as we speak. I am 1.94 metres tall, Markham, and yeah, I spend yeah. the time hiding behind Dan, who is literally and metaphorically half my size. And I'm holding him. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I'm holding him at the elbows. I am screaming. I mean, I don't even know where to start. It's genuinely, genuinely a scare fest. How do you put these things together? I'm interested in the logistics, you know, because it's very cleverly done. You walk to the left and this guy jumps out. You walk to the right and this guy jumps out. Some jump yeah. out from the ceiling. Some come up from the floor. It's so well choreographed. Don't, don't give too many spoilers. No, no, no spoilers. Here, no. It's so well <laughs> choreographed and put together. Mm. I'm just fascinating how you put that experience together because it's so well done. Yeah, I saw those videos, Neil, and I'll tell you, you're like our perfect guest. In fact, I might even hire you next year to the, be a victim the, in the, in the, the post house. The poster child. Huh? There is not enough money yeah, yeah. in this world, Markham. There is not enough money in this world. I was terrified. I mean, look, at the end of the day, what I saw from you in that video was exactly what we're going for, which are mm. visceral reactions. Uh, the, uh, we try to just you know, have the unexpected. So we, we come at you from all angles and what we try and do in terms of the content is make sure that we have a good mix. So, you know, everyone has a different sensibility, different fears, 
um, different things that excite them. So, you know, we try to mix our Western and Asian horror and we just try and make sure that we don't really repeat the same thing. You know, every, every house, every zone has a different texture. Um, so, for instance, you know, we've, we've talked about the two intellectual properties. I mean, the, the Netflix, All of Us Are Dead, we have rabid zombies that are coming at you 100 miles an hour. And, you know, through our scare actor auditions, we were so lucky because we found people that are agile and as an actor could really go there. We looked for dancers and acrobats. And I, I feel like it's an onslaught in that house. So, mm. you know, you would have experienced that yourself on the RIP tour. Mm. Um, but then in the weekend, you know, you're in this nightclub uh, which is a demented nightclub and, and you've got these these very over-the-top characters. The weekend himself is in the house. And I think, you know, a, a, a huge thing for us is that we always want to make sure that we differentiate ourselves. So, you know, riding off the back of the success of the After Hours nightmare in Hollywood and Orlando last year, mm-hmm. um, we actually have created five unique rooms for the Dawn FM album, which is unique to Universal Studios Singapore. And um, it sort of goes into a darker tone. So the first half of the house, he's, he's kind of the predator and, and he's seeking eternal youth. And in the second half, he's living as, a, as an old man who's uh, living in his own sort of personal purgatory. So I think to your point, it's about creating things that are unexpected, that are very different, and that the tone of each experience in, in terms of genre gives variety for the audience. We're talking with Markham Gannon, the Director of Entertainment at Resorts World Sentosa, uh, discussing Halloween Horror Nights from September the 29th to the 4th of November at Universal Studios Singapore. At Markham, the the different haunted houses, are they... Are they, have they been created out of already uh, existing structures there, or have you built new places? I know you've got, like, the Pantages Theater is there and different places. Have, have these just been repurposed, or are they new structures? No, every year we actually build from scratch. Okay. So, um, you know, for instance, over in the Lost World, we have a, a house called Rebirth of the Matriarch. So um, everything is done from scratch. We don't follow the same floor plan. Everything is unique. Um, this one actually in, in particular is, is a Peranican house. So we've built like a three-story oh, facade of a Peranican house. Mm, yeah, cool. And what's interesting is the, the creative team who worked on it were actually from Peranican heritage. So it was very important to be authentic. Yeah. And then as you go through this house, I think one, one thing that we've learned is that if we put people in situations where they feel familiar, so this feels like a house, a Peranican house, then mm-hmm. we twist it and we add these characters and this dark undertone. Then we sort of play on that sensibility of, hang on, this feels like a real place, but actually now I'm terrified because these extraordinary characters are coming at me. So that's, mm. yeah, we, we do everything from everything from scratch and we never repeat our content. Mm. That's a great point you make there, mm. Mark, because I did it with Dan Coe, my Friday colleague, who is, of course, Singaporean. Yeah. And he made that point that unlike the Orlando experiences, you do mix up the Hollywood, the Netflix, the weekend with the Asian content. And for him, I think the favorite uh, haunted houses were the Asian ones. You know, you have that replicate, you replicate that Chinese funeral. You've got the Peranakan house. The attention to cultural aesthetic and architectural detail, it's so accurate. And I think those are the ones that Asian audiences are really drawn to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's what differentiates Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Singapore is that unlike anywhere else we have original content and i think you know the chinese house you're referring to is du which yeah. actually is descent into hell and it explores 
the Chinese mythology of, you know, the, the different levels of hell that you can atone for your sin. Now, it's interesting because as people, depending on, you know, who you are, some people walk up to that house and before they're even in it, they are already scared of it because of, mm. it's, it's sometimes what you don't know as well and sort of belief systems and things like that that inform these the, the fear in people and then we go in and, and it's our job to kind of realise that and put everyone in extraordinary environments that, you know, can trigger that fear and, and also be a lot of fun. Let's face it, it's Halloween. Markham, you've been here for a number of years now uh, doing doing this work at RWS. What what have you learned and what what have what how have your sensibilities changed toward the cultural experiences that as you've just been talking about, are kind of unique to Singapore. What what, what comes to, you know, you you do Christmas, you do Halloween, you do, you know, these different kind of specials, yeah. special uh, holiday moments. Yeah, I mean, I think Halloween here uh, was sort of built from the ground up. And the very first year was 11 years ago, and we had one haunted house. Actually, I was a guest at that event. I had never been in a haunted experience in my life. I'd never been in a haunted house, and it was the Peranakan house, and this is the icon that we've brought back for rebirth of the matriarch. Um, and and what I learned is that um, it's not about, as a creative team, you know, we're very diverse. We're from different cultural backgrounds, mm. which is the strength of the team. But what I learned about the audience is um, you have to you have to understand what triggers them, what scares them, and what's kind of everyday. So you take your own, as a team, we take our own ego out of this, and this is about what do the people want. So we do guest satisfaction surveys. We try and understand what, they, what they're looking for, the sort of themes that actually will, will uh, bring them into the event. And then we just try and make sure that, um, you know, we, we tell that story uh, honestly. So we have to do a lot of research, talk to a lot of people. Um, and, and, yeah, it, 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 it's hard to get right. I'll be very honest. It's hard to get right. But when you do, for instance, one year we had a house for the Pontianak and I have never, ever seen a reaction like that. <laughs> it was just so palpable. And even the cast who were performing in that house took such ownership. And that reminded me that the, the local themes for us resonate so, so well in this region. Yeah. Mm. And on that point, what mm. really struck me when I went along, I mean, I think the event starts around 7, 7 plus. There were young yeah. people, Glenn, young people in their hundreds queuing up from yeah. five o'clock onwards. It's a real community, communal event amongst the young in Singapore, isn't it? They go in huge groups, they dress up, they get right into it. it it's actually quite uplifting to see young people sort of so galvanised around this event. Yeah, I mean, what I've noticed is that, uh, especially last year, I noticed there was a new a new generation, about 15 years old, and yeah. it's the first time they kind of all go together as friends. I mean, they can't dress up in costume. We don't allow that, but they put on the devil horns. That's and, right. Um, and, and, you know, even at the beginning before the ceremony happens, I, when we played the uh, Blinding Lights track by the weekend, the entire street started screaming. And then when we drop that rope and they run to the experience, I often just stand there with the team and we just watch this urgency, the 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 whole pack just run in and they know what they know where they want to go they know what they want to see and and it's such it's so thrilling so i think even if you're not even into horror there's an adrenaline and an energy about halloween horror nights that is a is a palpable feeling that you want to be in that atmosphere you want to be on the thrilling rides or watching the the shows the live shows or you know in the houses there's something for everyone but it's it's 
definitely that it's friendship groups it's community and they and even our scare actors i will say which i love is that after the event's over they make new friends so when they come and work for us they they stay in touch over years and it becomes a legacy in that way yeah, let me just say, those scare actors, they do their job <laughs> a, a, a little bit too well. They, they do their job, honestly. My word. Oh, Mark, and we do have to leave it there. But Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Singapore it is uh, now until the 4th of November. Tickets available, still available, but they do sell out at a certain point, don't they, Mark? Yeah, they do. But there's still room for everyone. So we, you know, we're halfway through, so it's time to buy tickets and, and we can't wait to see everybody. Thanks so much for your time, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again with the next event. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Thanks, Markham. Thanks, Markham. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.